Hey, you're listening to the She Did That podcast, where we highlight women of color who embody leadership, empowerment, and commitment to their community through entrepreneurship and social action. Here's where ferocity, fun, and facts all live in harmony. So stay tuned because again, you're listening to the She Did That podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the She Did That podcast. It is great to have you on. We are here with someone who's really special because she is someone who I look to um, in terms of inspiration. I learned of her story really recently. And when I heard that she has all of these marketing firms all over the country, I was like, I got to talk to her. I have to know what she's about, what her story is. Please welcome Zakia. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Hi. thank you so much for having me. Um, I was really excited when I got the invitation. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Um, I'm really appreciative to have you on because you have such a great story. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the company that you are running? Yeah, so uh, my name is Zakia. Um, I am 26 years old. Um, I am African-American, Chilean, and Puerto Rican. I actually grew up in central Massachusetts, which is Lemonster. Um, I own a marketing firm. It's actually called Green Millennial. And we work with um, some pretty big clients, Fortune 500 clients. And we actually, our organization has offices all over the country, five in California, two in New Jersey, two in DC, and two in Massachusetts. And um, yeah, we just do marketing and um, some sales for our clients. That is so cool. And I'm so glad. Like, I mean, that is awesome to have national offices and everything like that. How did you get started with this journey? How, where did this idea all stem from? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, I grew up in Lemonster, Massachusetts, which is central mass. Um, I wouldn't recommend going there. There's not much out there. So I grew up um, in a very, very small town and um, where, where everyone knows everyone in that city. And, well, town, not city. And um, when I finished school, I was like, this really isn't for me. I want to try something different. And I actually randomly decided to move to Seattle, Washington, um, which is across the country. And um, there, I remember, um, really, I moved there and I I just needed a job. <laughs> you know, I, I just moved across the country. I just need some income. So I actually got a job at a restaurant. Um, I actually started um, entry level as a hostess. And then I Fast forward, worked my way up to management, and I was the general manager of the restaurant. And um, I kind of hit a point in my career where, like, I knew that I wanted more. I wanted more growth um, and development within myself. I wanted more responsibilities. I wanted more, um, more money, of course. <laughs> but um, my, I remember going to the CEO and asking if I could get a raise. Can I get a, Can I get a promotion? And he literally looked me dead in the eye and was like, Sakia, I know you deserve it, but that's just not happening. <laughs> the person above you has got to like quit, get fired or die. And that's just not happening. And I was like, 
wow. <laughs> like I felt very discouraged. Um, and it's super discouraging when um, you're kind of capped out at your growth. And I just remember feeling like, how do I put it? Feeling like kind of a big fish in a small pond, you know, like when you can achieve more, but the opportunity just isn't there. And I feel like just millennials in general, um, they're also, I feel like a lot of them are in that same boat. And um, I remember um, just kind of confused as to what to do to move forward. And I actually met my mentor who actually taught me everything that I know. I don't come from a marketing background. I didn't do marketing a day in my life. <laughs> but um, luckily, he, my mentor, he actually um, saw a lot of talent in me and a lot of potential and taught me everything that I know. And I took that and ran with it. And um, I started my company. And the reason why I chose like green millennial, it kind of explains kind of my vision. Um, so, so if you research like the color green, um, it actually symbolizes growth and integrity. Um, and that's super important to me. And I chose millennial um, mainly because like my company is built by millennials and for millennials mostly and some Gen, Gen Z as well. But just want to ask you, have you heard any statistics about millennials? No, actually, can you enlighten me? Because you know what? I I heard a lot of myths that, you know, some of these baby boomers would like to implement (laughs) on this. But yes, Yes, um, I I saw the statistics and they are not good. They say millennials, they job hop on average seven times within their career because they are lazy. They are looking for their passion and um, we lack communication skills because we grew up with cell phones and they they also just say so many negative things behind millennials and I just know so many millennials that don't fit that category. I know I don't. And a lot of people um, that I know, like you, you started this huge platform and doing really big things and um, so are some other millennials and um, for my company what we solely do is focus on the growth and development internally within our people that way we can kind of change like the narrative that they have behind millennials in general so um, and I also feel like um, there are other millennials that are in kind of my same boat as previously and that can achieve a lot more, but they just don't have the opportunity to do so. So that's kind of um, what started me to um, start my firm. So hopefully that answers your question. And I think that one, the start is very important. And one thing that you mentioned that I think is such like an integral part of a lot of people's growth is having that mentor, that person that believed in them. So I was actually going to ask you, (laughs) what was the key to your success? What was the, like, what was the trigger? Like, what was the thing that really set you on a path for success? And it seems like it's, but I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add to that. Yeah. So for one, it's gotta be, you have to have, the right resources you have to have the mentorship but you can't have like the resources and not take advantage of them and not have a good student mentality and not be humble enough to listen to them so i feel like there isn't a lack of resources it's a lack of resourcefulness so it's got to be for one the mentorship but for two the humility to to take 
criticism and also apply it and ask questions and um, not being afraid of failure because failure, it's a part of the process. So I think those things have got to be it. That makes sense. All right. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that. Like you gotta, you gotta go out and get it. Okay. There's yeah. no holding back. You have to, mm-hmm. like, so when something is put in front of you, whether you think you're ready or you like, you know, you don't think you're ready, better just go ahead mm-hmm. and try to do what you can with it as much as I you agree. Can. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they're afraid of that first step, you know, and that first step it's it's the hardest part. It's so uncomfortable to do that first step because, you know, there's just so much like uncertainty on the other side. Like if you will be successful or when you'll be successful, if you'll do well, you know? So I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Just got to do that first step and get out there, get to it. Totally agree. Is there anything that you told yourself or like someone else told you to get through that first step of just putting yourself out there? Um, let me see. Um, so my mentor, um, it's funny, I speak with him every single day. Um, because he's been in my same shoes. And um, he's done everything that I've, I'm doing, and he's probably done more. And um, whenever I make a mistake, I, I just call him and I and we talk about it, we most most of the time we laugh about it. <laughs> and then we move forward. So my biggest thing is just networking. Um, and sometimes like I would network kind of in my comfort zone, like around like my mom, you know, my mom, she cares about me a lot. So whenever something's going wrong, she's like, you know what, just give up, quit, (laughs) you know, because she doesn't like to see me unhappy, but that's not good for my growth. You know, I have to be uncomfortable. I have to do these challenges. So whenever I, um, come into a challenge like that, I just pick up the phone network with, um, someone that has been in my same shoes so yeah that's great I think that's a great tip and that's a great little tidbit um I want to go and delve into this journey of like you know now that you have this idea that you have made into a business um and you mentioned being uncomfortable entrepreneurship we were just talking about it before entrepreneurship (laughs) is not for the week. It's definitely something that you kind of have to get used to the uncomfortability. Is there mm-hmm. any time that you've had that was uncomfortable for you, but you like, you know, came up out of it, it almost became one of your more proudest moments of yourself or of your company? Oh, that's a really good question. And there's so many things that I could touch on, but I won't touch on all of them because of time. Um, But I think the biggest thing um, would be, like, for me personally, I grew up so shy. Like, I was such a shy girl. And, um, like, I didn't really talk much growing up. And um, I think the biggest thing for me that I've gotten out of my comfort zone would be public speaking. Um, Like, if I were to have this conversation with you, like, four years ago, it would not go like this. But um, something that helps me just with public speaking is just doing more of it. Um, now, whenever I have something that gets me super uncomfortable, like I, I get excited. Like I tell all my people, like within my organization, I'm like, whenever you have an area of opportunity, that just means you need to do more of it <laughs> to develop that strength. So 
Um, public speaking has got to be one. And you're talking about the most uncomfortable things that I've developed that I'm proud about now. Mm -hmm. um, um, also, that's a good question. My biggest, another big, big thing for me has got to be just my, um, just my mindset towards like what I do. Um, I know before I, I was like super money motivated. Like I, like I, my dream car is a Ferrari spider. Like I, I need money for the type, <laughs> need money for the type of lifestyle that I want to live, you know? And um, just when I first started the company, um, I, I was super money motivated and something that I learned that with leadership People that are money motivated, they typically lead selfishly. And my perspective on how to make money, it's changed so much. I learned, um, I was actually talking to you about this um, a few minutes ago. I learned that the more that you're able to like give value and um, to give to others, the more you will receive in return. So it's got to be my perspective on just how to be successful and finding um, much more impactful work um and also my mentality has changed um i was a person that didn't like challenges um i was the type of person um before i was the type of person that would say oh it's just my luck <laughs> you know or oh they they're doing so well because they're lucky you know and um like i would play the victim a lot when really, no, we all have the same life. Like you have to change your perspective to have a growth mindset, to embrace those challenges and actually work on yourself. So I have so many things, but I think those are like the top three, top three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. I really do see myself and saying, yeah, like hard work is really important. You know, this really going and making opportunities for yourself and really pushing beyond what others may say, you know, and pushing for what's best for not just you, because like you said, we're not trying to lead selfishly. <laughs> we're trying to lead for others, but really focusing on your self growth and what you can give to others, which will then mm -hmm. come back to you. So I think that's a really great sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the best and or worst advice that you've mm -hmm. ever received and why was it? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> but I have a lot of really good advice. Um, that's a really tough one, having to narrow it down. Um, I think my biggest, um, well, my best advice um, Oh, that's a really tough one. <laughs> I have to narrow it down. Uh, my, I think the best advice that I've gotten um, would be to um, embrace challenges and not be afraid to fail and fail forward. Um, and also networking. Um, it's all about your resources and utilizing those resources. Um, so that's got to be the best advice. Um, that I've gotten my the worst advice. Um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I can't think of the worst advice. <laughs> I think you mentioned it in our conversation before we hopped on, and 
also a little bit in this conversation was to quit. Like, oh yeah, 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 that's true. Um, that you're right. That's <laughs> yeah, that is the worst advice. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I we were actually talking about this before. Um, just because I'm the first entrepreneur in my immediate family, and it was just very different. Um, from like what I was taught. Um, and I mentioned this earlier that um, like my family is used to um, kind of going to school and getting a very secure job that um, you're very comfortable with that pays benefits. And, um, and I'm the first one that's done something different. And um, it's not that like my family, they don't care about me. It's not that they, they don't want me to pursue it. It's just not what they've been taught, <laughs> you know? So um, sometimes when I do have challenging moments uh, because my family, they care about me a lot and they're like, you work, you work really hard. You should quit, <laughs> you know, or maybe my friends have said that because it's just not normal for them as well. So I think that would be the worst advice, but I understand where they're coming from. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. The people who care about you most are always going to care about your happiness and your well-being, mm -hmm. sometimes even more than you. And they're like, exactly. if you want to do it, just don't. Like, we exactly. want to be the usual person that we always see. And sometimes, like, with growth, you're not going to have that all the time. But, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's still good for you at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely can see that. That's for sure. Um, I really want to take it all the way back to um, you mentioning that you do have these um, offices that are all over the country. And one, I want to know the decision, because like you said, you're from Massachusetts. You started this in Seattle, Washington, and now you have offices in California and like, you know, Maryland, I think you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, our organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like what, how did you do that in states that you weren't necessarily like, oh, I was born and raised here. I grew up here. Like I know the lay of the land. Like how did you start that? Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I, <laughs> I love traveling. I love it so much. Um, I'm I'm very weird. I like it, I get excited when I'm able to move to a different state, <laughs> um, and really, it's it depends on the client's needs. Um, so if they have a market that that's available and they need help in, then we'll do it. You know, so um, it's for one, it's just I love traveling, <laughs> and for two, it's the client's needs. True. what they need from me mm -hmm. so did you really utilize that networking like muscle to really like make secure those locations and like secure those offices yes yes definitely had to do that mm -hmm. cool yeah because I was like I wonder how like you know I mean when you move you have to Find a like you know find people. Usually that's just what naturally you want to do. So when you go there, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well I have this business. I want to travel. I have these priorities that are kind of stacked up in my mind. Let me just see what I can do here and there. So I definitely see that I can make that um, connection there. Definitely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that to me, like I'm, I'm just trying to manage my life here in Massachusetts. How do you take care of it all? How do you do that and also take care of yourself? Communication is huge. Um, we actually have communication just within our organization. Um, almost every day we, we touch base. Um, and for me personally, I am that type of person. I believe like my first couple years of just being an entrepreneur, I would just work, 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 work. Um, like I, I wouldn't take days off. I wouldn't like have fun. I didn't go on trips. And um, something that I realized my, it really like kind of weighed down on just my mental health. So something that I do now that I think that so important is self-care and something that I do I schedule time for myself every single night just for myself like do not call me if you do I'm not going to answer don't text me I literally just have my phone off and it's just me time and um, I do schedule some time to talk with family and um, and to do things um, just outside of work too so um, that's how I kind of keep up with myself and keep the organization strong. Cause it starts with me. I can't, I can't lead if I, if I'm struggling mentality wise. <laughs> that is mm -hmm. for sure. Because yeah. I mean, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to pour exactly. yourself. And exactly. Like, yeah. And that allotting that time, sometimes it's really easy to be like, no, I can't like, I can push myself like you know, later or down the week. Like, do you, are you a firm believer in just like, nope, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen regardless of what's going on around me. Or do you give yourself that kind of grace to move it around? Um, are you talking about um, having my foot down with free time? Yeah. With your me time and your free time. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I, at first, like my first couple years of um, entrepreneurship, I was that person that was like, oh, I guess I'll just work some more. But now I, I've realized I need it <laughs> to stay sane. I need that time. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that is for sure. I feel like I find myself when I am like, you know, trying to make me time, it's like, I have to put it in my schedule. Like I have a to-do list. Like, I'm like, okay, these are things that I know that if I check in with them, then I will be good for like the week or the week upcoming. Like I have to make sure that I'm maintaining my mind and what's going on mm -hmm. over here <laughs> to be able for to sure. Yeah, because I have to do it <laughs> from eight to nine every single night. Right. <laughs> and on Sundays, like my spa day at home, <laughs> I'll do like face masks and hair masks and light the candles, have the diffuser with eucalyptus going. I have to have that. I have yeah. to. <laughs> I love to see it. I love it. And actually, and this is the most random question. And this is coming from like, not even self-care. But um, you said that you didn't have a background in marketing and the mar marketing like firm industry was definitely something that you were new to. Um, like when you were in school, what were you looking to do? Like what was the like, did you have a dream job? Did you have something that was always on your mind that you always wanted to do? No, not at all. 
I did not at all. And I, it's funny, I always laugh about this because um, I feel like <laughs> um, just because I, I feel like other people are in the same boat, not knowing exactly what they wanted to do. But I feel like society, it pressures us to have it all figured out. You know, like for me personally, I graduated high school at 17 years old and they're like, hey, you, you need to pick something you're going to do for the rest of your life sign up for thousands of dollars in debt, but you can't even drink wine or beer. You know, it didn't make sense to me, but I personally did not. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a leader. I knew that I wanted to lead a team and I knew that I wanted to be a part of like building connections and just building relationships and development. I just had no idea what in which industry that would be in. You know, so I had kind of an idea of what I wanted, but I didn't really know what, what was the correct path for it. So I feel you. I feel you on that. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school too, like you can ask anyone who was around me then. I was a part of everything, anything, <laughs> leading a team where I was like, I was always someone who was in that realm. But then it was like, I got to college and I was like, oh, like, is that really my position or was that me just trying to get into college? Like, what does <laughs> that really mean? But, but I've always had that leadership bug and it's always been something that I've always wanted to tackle, never really knowing where I would end up, but I knew I was going to end up somewhere. Yeah. I, yep. 100% same here. <laughs> yes. What is your favorite part of leading a team? Ah, that's a tough one because I have so many favorites. Um, my favorite part of running a team has got to be just I grow from the team. Like I personally learn more about just myself and just how to become a better leader through my team. But it's also got to be like just being able to see um, just the growth and development in someone else. You know, um, like, for example, I actually have a girl in my office. She actually started with me last year around this time. Um, she was so nervous. And I asked her, like, what her goals were. And fast forward, like, she's running all the meetings. She she doesn't even need me there. Like, I sometimes don't even show up. She runs the entire office. And just to be able to see her blossom and just be a part of that is really cool. And um, also, like, a, a guy that I directly mentored, um, and you've probably, you probably saw him on like my website, but he actually started with me. I actually interviewed him last year in Arlington, Virginia. And I was like, Hey, so what are you looking to accomplish? And he was like, I'm really just looking to make a lot of money <laughs> and I'm looking to gain some confidence. And I was like, okay, got it. And then I spent my time just mentoring him and taught him everything that was passed on me. And um, thankfully he was a humble student and listened and worked really, really hard and it's really great to see him just kind of blossom and transform. And now he's a business savvy man. He's running an office in California. Um, first year of just entrepreneurship, he was able to save $167,000, you know, and it's in the guy's only, he's 24 years old and has dreads, you know, and from Ethiopia and he's just breaking all stereotypes that they have behind just like men of color and just my millennials in general. And, um, and it's really cool. Cause like his future children will probably know my name, you know, that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know, and just to have like a small piece of like 
why um, the people that I'm developing are who they are and just kind of leave my legacy and impact in other people that I'm able to help. It's so rewarding for me at the end of the day. So I think um, that's it, kind of the long-winded answer, but <laughs> hopefully that answers your question. It does. It really does. Yeah. And I love to hear it because, I mean, that is the best thing is to be able to pass the torch onto someone, pass the skills that you had. That's how you like, you know, how you change people's lives, how you are willing to share that knowledge. Because a lot of the leaders that we've had um, in this world have kept it to themselves. And like, you know, a yeah. lot of people are out there just looking for ways. And I mean, YouTube and the social media has really opened up that um, that avenue for, for people sure. to get that knowledge, but just having that one-on-one person to go for questions and really talk to and delve into those things is really important. I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. And um, something that I always um, like teach my leaders, I'm always like, hey, you can measure the strength of a great leader by how many leaders that they have around them that they personally develop. I think it's super selfish to just hold off that information. And I feel like you you just can get further along when you help. Like, just like when I said a few minutes ago, the more you give and add value to other people, the more you will get in return. So I 100% agree with you. Yeah, that is so true. Um, And like last few things, I just want to ask if there are any traits that you see as being Oh, like really good leadership traits. Like what are those things that you feel like really contribute to someone who can be a leader? You know, that's a really good question. I actually get asked this all the time (laughs) Um, just because um, sometimes we interview for our company and um, they always ask like, what do you think separates leaders? And um, for me personally, it really comes down to that person's character. Like I've, I've worked with so many different people, um, like people with management experience, with their PhDs, with their masters, with their bachelors, without any college education, without any work experience. And for me personally, I've noticed um, there are like five character traits that I think um, separate people within leadership. And the first one's got to be someone just with a positive attitude, (laughs) you know, towards life. You know, and um, like I call negative people like <laughs> like zombies. You know how like zombies want to like latch onto the healthy human and spread the virus. Yeah, that's what I call negative people. <laughs> Positive attitude. You gotta have that because um, no one wants to follow someone that um, that just is negative. The second one has got to be just someone with a great work ethic. You know, it's kind of rude to ask of other people, um, like, for example, if you're a leader and you're lazy, it's rude to ask the team to work hard if you're not working hard. You know, I feel like with life, um, there's a lot of resources. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just a lack of resourcefulness and actually working towards the things that you want in life. Um, the third one has got to be um, just a leader with integrity. Um, Just owning up to what's yours, whether it's good or bad, you know, especially with development, like each person, we're human. We don't, we're not robots. We make mistakes. (laughs) We're going to continue making mistakes, but you got to have integrity with that mistake. Like, especially if you're looking to lead a team and 
looking to have people like follow you and respect you. You've got to have integrity. That's, that's huge. Um, the next one's got to be just someone just with a great student mentality who isn't like, who, who isn't um, afraid to ask for help if they need it and ask questions and reach out. Um, just because if you're not learning and you're not developing, what are you teaching your people? You know, you have to stay a good student. Um, and the last one's got to be someone with grit. Um, grit is huge just because, like I mentioned earlier, um, with growth and development, you're going to be challenged in every way possible. But you got to have grit. Um, you got to have that mentality of like failing, but failing forward. So um, those are the character traits that I see um, are just more common within like really strong leaders that separate themselves. So hopefully that answer your question from my perspective. <laughs> you did for sure, for sure. And I think those are really tangible things that people can work on, that people can identify with. And I think that there are a lot of young women out there, young people out there who, you know, they're just like, how do I get there? How do I get that fire in my belly? And it's like, it's really just a sum of all those things that you mentioned, you know, just putting yourself out there, being resourceful, having the grit, having a positive attitude, just never giving up on yourself. Like that just fully encompasses what most of the leaders out here have. Like, that is mm-hmm. it. And I so appreciate you for being here and sharing all of, of this knowledge. Oh my gosh, it's been such a pleasure. Can you Thank just you. tell us once again, company name, where we can find you, maybe on socials or anything like that, how people can yeah. get involved or interact with any services you have, anything like that? Yeah, so my company name is called Green Millennial. Um you can find it on Instagram. It's just Green Millennial. <laughs> also LinkedIn as well. Um, and the website is gmillennialinc.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And course, um, thank yeah. you. No thank problem. you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, it's been great. Welcome to the She Did That fam. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Don't forget to rate and review. I love hearing your feedback for sure. If you want to see more coming from this platform and community, please consider making a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash she did that. Also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at she did that pod for more goodies as well.